0: Welcome back to Fitness Freaks, the podcast where, in essence, three nosy but well-meaning triathletes chat with people at the top of their game, and whether that be triathlon, running, areas of research, all with the overriding purpose of helping us all develop ourselves into better, more well-rounded, and, at the end of the day, happier athletes and this podcast is hosted by myself ben bridges sam beg and george Steele. and if you're interested in finding out more about us then all of our details are in the show description and for a more visual look at some of the topics we cover you can check out my youtube channel this messy happy which is a channel where everything is designed to help you fulfill your own potential from tutorials to tips, tricks, race reviews, and lots of free training plans for all distances. Now, this week, Sam and I were really excited to have a chat with Nick Bester, who goes by the name of Just a Lil Bester on Instagram, about his running journey from running Comrades Ultra Marathon in South Africa three times to managing to go from a 144 half marathon to an eye wateringly fast 109. Nine just this past weekend, uh, we talked about his favorite sessions, his personal philosophies, and, and Nick's a lovely guy. He's humble, he's happy, and he's hardworking. And I think you're really going to like this one. So let's jump in. Hey, we're back, Nick. We so Nick, thanks for being on the show first and foremost. We're, Sam and I were talking about this today. We, we had a chat at lunchtime. We're really, really, genuinely excited to speak to you on a number of fronts. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. It's uh, really good to be speaking to you. Looking forward to to seeing what we chat about today.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so loads of questions, like tons of questions for you. Um, I've I've already given the background, I guess, of you. So what I really want to know is to start with. Let's just get a flavour of of you as a person, because I we definitely want to talk about your journey from one forty four to one oh nine half marathon, which is rapido. But <laughs> what got so let's go back to the 144 what got you to that point because i'm i know that you did you've done comrades already haven't you i mean that's that's a, a race that's very close to your heart and so what's your kind of background in running and, and life i guess
1: so yeah my background in running um it's actually so funny that i've i found myself doing running full-time now it's, it's you know it's my full-time job um it started off as just a hobby but i never thought like it still seems like quite surreal to me if i look back at where it first started um so I actually I hardly ran at school, and then um, I was I was very com- I've always been very very competitive, um, and I was quite big into my tennis. So I was a big tennis player, and um, there was an an inter house meeting where we had um, like rival teams, and someone was running an eight hundred meter. Um, and this, this other person in the race was my, he was my tennis captain. And we had always been competing against each other, you know, trying to like outplay each other. And I thought, he was quite a big run at the time as well. And I thought, you know what, I'm doing this race and I'm, I just can't let this guy beat me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't really in shape and I had no, you know, well, I wasn't within my rights to, to win that race at all. Um, but we went and I, I stuck on him for the first lap. And I mean, he was a lot fitter than me, but I was just so determined to to, to not let him beat me um, that I I I had like a, put in a really really good second lap, um, managed to beat him, which is pretty much what I wanted to do. And then I realised, with the, the t- at the time, um, that I qualified for for the A athletics team. Um, so. Yeah, I, that that was the first time in my life I actually realized that I could run a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. at no point before had I actually run much at all. So that was probably when I was 17. Um so 17 to 18 was a track athlete. Um did 800 meters. I, I say track athlete, but more of like a social athlete. Yeah. Um yeah, did, did you when you're young, yeah. Um, a five kilometer seemed like ridiculously far for me um so i thought you know i'd never ever go over five kilometers i I enjoyed just doing two laps of the track and that was me and then um at 18 i stopped running and uh actually came to london i was in south africa at the time so i came to london for a gap year obviously didn't do much running on my gap year at all (laughs) um then went back and studied in south africa i didn't do any running really during my university days um and then when I was 20, um, my wife and I, so at the, at the time she was my girlfriend and I, Taryn went to support her parents running Comrades Marathon, which is a ridiculously crazy, awesome ultra marathon in Madness. South Africa. Yeah. And um, when, when we were supporting them, we kind of both were so inspired by the event, we couldn't believe these Comrades Runners getting through it. And we, we said to each other, we'd love to do this event in 2014, it was 2010 at the time. And I promise you in the blink of an eye, boom, four years came past (laughs) and we like, okay, well, we told everyone we're going to do comrades. It wasn't just us. So let's, you know, let's not take this race lightly. It's 90 kilometers. you got to train pretty hard for it. So kind of did, um, did some decent training. I did one half marathon before my first marathon. Um, and then I managed to do my first marathon. At that time, it was in three seventeen. Um, I'll never forget that feeling that of the last ten k's. Something that you kind of never get used to. <laughs> no. um, and from then onwards, I've been trying to improve, I suppose, as a runner. And to this day, so um, yeah, pretty much my first. The first time I started running was was those like twenty three years old. Um, I'm now thirty one years old. Um, and basically, still still trying to improve. So, yeah, I don't see myself as as an elite runner at all. I just see myself as a as an everyday runner, just really trying like as hard as possible to try and be better than yesterday and try and improve. So, started off at running like five minutes a k was a stretch for me. Um, so my my early like first few five k races, I try to break twenty five. Eventually, I did. Um, and then, yeah, progressed, progressed, progressed. And then I remember breaking 17 minutes for five K's, um, two years ago. So that's what I've been running for eight years. So it took me six years to get from 25 minutes to 17 minutes. Um, and when I broke 17, I was over the moon and I was like, that was a huge, huge goal for me. Um, and at that stage I thought, well, you know, I'm complete. And then I suppose you think you wonder what if, what if maybe just what if, so yeah i've been kind of been training all the way through and i'm my five K uh time is down to 1506 at the moment um so i would love to break 15 minutes um i've got seven seconds to find i would say it's almost as hard for me going from 25 to 17 than it is from 1507 to 1459 um like the seven seconds, like equates to the seven minutes that are previously found. But um, yeah, I'm really, really keen. I've been training hard through lockdown, and I'm, it's it's just something that you know excites me. It's something I look forward to. And I've entered a couple of five-kilometer races as soon as they go ahead um, in the short-term future.
0: Yeah, well, we're, I mean, we're excited to see where you go. And it's funny that you say that about those seven seconds because Sam, we were having that conversation, weren't we, with with Holly Rush a few weeks ago? And exactly, and, um, yeah. Sam, Sam took a, you know. Sam had a season of running literally 1.15 about three times to try and break the 1.15 for the half marathon. And he literally within 10 seconds. And you wouldn't believe how difficult it was to find those six, seven seconds to actually finally get under the 14, you know, the 1.14. Yeah, and Holly yeah. was saying the same about, you know, one second per kilometre quicker over a marathon distance. It, it People don't actually appreciate. You do make big strides at the start, don't you? And then it just gets harder and harder to find those seconds i'm sure you'll do it by the way like i mean your your (laughs) your, your progression at the moment is absolutely crazy um Thank you know you. mary and i have followed you on on instagram for quite a while and you know what we were drawn to in the early days is is your energy like your vibe is just a, it's a good vibe it's a good so i'll put all your details in the show description and stuff so people can find you but it's just a good vibe a happy vibe humble to like to like follow and um Thank so you. when good things happen to you it's it you feel good because it feels like someone that you like is doing good things so you know this 144 you started at a half marathon at 144 yeah. and mary was like oh my god my first half marathon was like 136 maybe i, I was like no mary it didn't work like that you know, I mean, <laughs> you're not getting to 109 sorry but you know she's going to make progress that's for sure but you know what what yeah. what would you uh, you know credit that 144 to 109 over time is there is there things that you can kind of point to that have made the biggest difference to you in your training
1: um, so there's a couple of things. I think, you know, the the honest truth is that at, at when I ran that 144, um, I put in pretty much almost the exact same effort levels as I did when I ran the 109 um this past weekend. So um, yeah, running, I think it's at 444 per kilometer down to 316 per kilometer, my mentality was exactly the same in both races. Um, it's just I was a lot more physically prepared. So Pretty much, um, it's it's just taken years and years and years. I know you probably hear it all the time of consistent training. Um, And yeah, it's amazing how like that feeling I felt at the end of the 144 was exhausted, shattered, broken. If you had come to me at the finish line and said, listen, Nick, you're going to run 10 minutes quicker than this one day, I would have been like, told you to get out of here. If you said 20 minutes quicker, it's like, there's no ways. If you said, what's it? It's like, yeah, it's 30 yeah. however many minutes lots 35 minutes. minutes quicker um it's just something out of my wildest dreams so yeah i think it's really really important to enjoy um celebrating these little milestones because um often what tends to happen is that you you tend to achieve them and then you just set the bar for the next one and the next one and you don't really get to celebrate the achievements so I promise you, I've been uh, I've been really enjoying the last few days, and I think so. So, what it comes down to, I'll narrow it down to a few a few things. Um, the first of which is consistency. So, um, I wouldn't say I've trained consistently every month for the last eight years, but over a period of time, um, I've, I've strung together consistent months. Um, I a big thing that helps me improve is my track and interval sessions. Um, so, I really go quite hard in them. Um, in the beginning, when I was sort of like a, a 144 half marathoner, it would take me really long to recover from those track interval sessions. I wouldn't be able to hit speed. Um, but the quicker you get, the pain doesn't change at all. The pain's still the same. No, just Maybe fast, even hurts a little bit more. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Your ability to handle the pains a little bit better um, and your rate of recovery is a little bit quicker. So that that obviously helps quite a bit. Um, so I have to credit Track Tuesdays quite a bit. Um, and then what I've done as well is I've kept the easy days very easy. So I recover a lot on the easy days. And then on the harder days, I really give it like my best shot. So yeah. basically, my harder days are usually Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays. When I wake up, it's like I'm smiling. I'm happy the whole week. As soon as I hit those sessions, it's business time. Yeah. Like I get in the zone. Um and, you know, I know whatever I put in there, I'm going to thank myself for when I do these half marathon efforts or eventually a real race coming up soon, imagine. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. But on the, and then on the easy days, um, as physically, uh, I take a physical break, but a mental break as well. So it takes a lot of, a lot of mental energy out on you when you do these like tough efforts and you're on the limits and you're pushing yourself. So like on my Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, I actually just switch my brain off completely. Um, and I, I just I, I turn my watch the other way around. I don't even care about pace. Um and that's been quite nice. So yeah, I think it's really important to to do your quick stuff really quick and your easy stuff, you know, really easy. Um, and then and another sort of two things that I would mention is um the one is nutrition. So I've just tried to, you know, you are what you eat. So I've tried to eat a bit cleaner. Um, and it really makes makes quite a big difference, you know. Um it's not all about weight at all in running, but you know the the leaner you are, sometimes um, you know the better shape that you feel you, you you're in, and the, the better you're able to do. And then another thing <clears throat> um, that's made quite a big difference in my running is I do a morning routine every day. Okay. So it's it's that like boring stretching, foam rolling, core, um, strength and conditioning stuff that I, I never used to do in my early days. So when I was a one forty four half runner um i just ran and that was it um running was time consuming enough and i was i was like i couldn't sacrifice any more time to it whereas now i know the benefits that those that the foam rolling and the core work and the strength and conditioning i i know exactly like how much it helps improve you as a runner and i mean it's not fun for anyone doing that stuff but when i'm doing it i'm thinking okay when i do that pb when I cross that finish line, it is going to be 100. percent Every little stretch and foam roll and look, sit up I've ever done.
0: So, so that's why I everything get with it. purpose. So, right? Yeah, I, I've got to credit that the most. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Everything with purpose. Um, in what's sounds... really
2: interesting about sorry, to no, go interrupt. on. I want, I was what's, gonna... what's really interesting about what you say is we had a guest on last week uh, called Andy, who basically is training for a marathon and has improved consistently over the last couple of years, and he's trying something that it's basically completely the opposite to what you've just said about your training, um, in that he is kind of part of a method where he has his marathon goal pace and then every, every single run he does is either side of that. So it's either plus 10% or minus 20 to 10%. So it's either his easy runs are still at kind of 620 per mile or something like that, but then his hard runs are maybe only at 520 per mile. So the difference between his hard and his really easy isn't huge amount but it's the uh but whether for you you're really kind of sticking to that polarized training where the easy is super easy the hard is really hard and it's that's that's more like what i do so um, it's interesting to hear i'll
0: tell you what that is boys and i can answer that question pretty simply that is age um, like you, you two are about the same age, and I reckon me and Andy. So it's the Fod Runner, if you know him. Um, yes, Nick do, yeah, yeah. So it's so me and Andy. I think Andy's a bit younger than me, but I'm like 41, and I know that if I, even if I put in one interval session, a hard interval session in a week, my body will try and eject my bones from inside me out. So um, I think part of it is age. I, I would love to, and part of it is just specificity. Like my body has my body is an endurance machine as in I can just go for a long time not necessarily particularly fast but I can just go it doesn't like speed it never has I don't think I have a single fast twitch fiber in my body so um I think I'm, I'm jealous of you two really that that you can get out there Mary can as well because Mary was a sprinter when she was a kid and she can get out and do these hard sessions and I'm like I urge for them but every time I try one I'm like nope so yeah, so it's know. amazing
1: what works for some people might not work for others, eh? Um,
0: That's it. To you, you,
1: gotta, you gotta sort of try and test everything, see what works for you and stick to it. But um, yeah, just on that note, I think um, someone like, like in Andy's case, you might be training for a marathon and obviously marathon training, you do tend to keep your paces fairly consistent. Whereas like in my case, I'm training for a marathon eventually, but more like a 5K goal. Um, then I'm keeping my easy stuff super, super easy. Um, and my fast up, uh, obviously, super fast.
2: Well, when we were talking earlier, Ben and I laughed and said, "You're kind of going the opposite way to to most runners. When you've done Comrades marathon, you've done your marathon stuff, you've done all your long stuff, and now you're really drilling it down and you're going for your five Ks." Yeah, and that's we were saying exactly, so. maybe maybe in ten years' time, twenty years' time, you'll be doing fifteen hundred meters. So you <laughs> yeah. doing you'll be doing. 100 metres when you're 80 years old.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I know I'm doing it the complete wrong wrong way around. Um, <clears throat> started with a 90-kilometre race. I'm now trying to break my 5K time. It's so, <laughs> so, so weird. I, I still consider myself an ultra runner. Um, so an ultra runner trying to get a, get a quicker 5K time. That's what I'm after at the moment.
0: And it will benefit you, well, won't it? I mean, look at it. At the end of the day, you know, you can take that speed back into the ultra running. It's just leg turnover, strength. It's, it's all going to benefit you. And I guess... If your if your body can handle interval training, then do interval training. I always say that to people. The athletes I coach is like if they can do it, do it because you can push your VO2 max up that way. But I, yeah, sadly, I mean, my body is held together with gaffer tape and like bits of biscuit, and like it's just it doesn't have it. It can go for a long time in a straight line. (laughs)
1: there's
0: nothing to say you can't
2: go. That's what you're after. (laughs) This is it. There's nothing to say you can't go long and fast at the same time. I mean you know Tom Evans, the Ultra Runner, who is phenomenal over 100 k but then earlier this year did something like a fourteen like a low fourteen for five K. Um, just phenomenal.
0: Yeah, he ran with it. was it in the same race as the Inger Britsons? Well, I think he was he was in one of the no, races. So
2: it was in the uh the podium five K, which is the one that Mark Scott won. Um, mm. and I think the Brownies did it and Alex Yee did it. And it awesome. was kind of the one race that we had in lockdown. So it was stacked for a British field, but he came back there. In I the scene there
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he um he did the Western States 100, I think a couple of years ago, because John that Sam and I have spoken to on the show is a mate of mine. Crude for his, I don't know if you know, Paul Giblin, but he's, um he's an ultra runner, a pro ultra runner. That's uh, kind of a friend of a friend. And, and John went to the Western States and Tom Evans finished third in that, in that year. And, and they were just saying like the pace that he can, maintain over that distance because of how fast he is at 5k is is incredible and and that can only be of benefit to you, you know, go back and smack Comrades is uphill though, isn't it? Isn't it it's majoritively all the way uphill? It feels uphill. <laughs> um, but it's actually um so so one year it alternates.
1: So one year's from um Durban to Peter Maritzburg, Durban's at sea point. So that's the up run. Um and then the other years from Peter to Durban. So it alternates every other year. Um, and it's like, it's a match. So I always said, I'd only ever do one comrades. Um, and then I did the down run. And after I'd finished, people were like, oh, you know, you did pretty well, but that's in the down run. Can you match it with the up? Classic. You know what runner talks like? And yeah. I was like, no, get, you know, I said, I'd do one. I've done my one. I'm done now. And um, yeah, you have one opportunity in comrades to get your back-to-back medal. So that's your, you do a down in and an up. So I thought, you know what? I have to prove prove these people that I can do it on the up as well. So I ended up doing the up the next year and then I got my back-to-back. Um, and then you'd think I would be done, but no. No. Nope. I thought, actually, if I've done the down and the up, I can do a really quick down. Um, so yeah, and then I did another down. And then at that point, I moved across to the UK. And I'm really happy about that because I've been peaking at the marathon distance and that's the same thing to do. And I will go back for comrades one day, but at the moment I'm enjoying um, peaking at the marathon distance. That's far enough for me. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a common question, which is harder, the up or the down. And they both have their, their pros and cons. I actually, I, so I find for me personally, the down is probably a little bit easier because it's faster. Um, But it's a different type of pain so when you're running when you're doing the down run um and the elevations like it's it's really quite a tough route um so when you're doing the down it's sort of like a lot of impact on your bones um and it really hurts and you you're, you're kind of like your legs get shot and if they you know like you don't have much life in them with 30k to go then you really lose a lot of time
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and whereas i found on the up run um it's just like pure exhaustion so it really just takes a lot out on your quads um and that that up is just so 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 tough it's just so much climbing so for me personally that the up is tougher but the, the the good thing about the up is that you can walk the next day after the down run you can't walk properly for about a week you just you can spot a comrades marathon runner from a mile away in south africa they they're holding onto the poles, walking downstairs. They're taking five minutes to get out the car, <laughs> so the down absolutely breaks you.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I've done a couple of like steep down runs, and you walk like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz for days after that, <laughs> don't you? It's it's not a pleasant experience. But you've done the right thing going to marathon, like you say, is sane. And you know that's probably something we can talk about because I know Sam wants to talk about this as well. Is is um you've got an uh, is it you've got an elite entry for the Wrexham Marathon? Is that I right? I do, I do,
1: and That's
0: it's seven exciting. and a half weeks away. Because Sam, yep. Sam was in last year, weren't you? Did you? Is that right?
2: Yeah. So after the cancellation of London, um, kind of, I had pretty much sorted out every opportunity to race and try and find some way to to use my fitness. <laughs> we all in um, the same boat, yeah. Yeah, and so Wrexham came up as kind of a good option to take that marathon form. It would have been my first marathon. I knew it was going to be a really strong field, given the kind of entry criteria and I was hoping that I would be carried around the <laughs> seven laps of the industrial estate in Wales or whatever it is um, by pure like, kind of dog spirit. But um, obviously then that got delayed, got canceled. So it's now what, this April, is that right?
1: Mm. Yeah, I think it's uh, towards the end of April, yeah.
2: So it should be, I mean, it's it looks like a good field again at the same time. Have they had to reduce the kind of entry criteria or mm-hmm. numbers?
1: think there's about 200 entries um yeah for sure but the fact that it's elite only i think it stands a much better chance of going ahead than if it was mm-hmm. sort of like a, a common marathon um but yeah i suppose it's it's so seven and a half weeks away and we all i think hoping it goes ahead oh yeah um but you kind of like want to know soon because it's quite close to to the marathon now and whether you you know you're going to put in those extra few miles um and kilometers in, yeah. and you're going to get them long weeks, runs or in are them. you just going to coast through yeah and you've got
0: there's quite a few so, of you in there. It? ben ben parks is running as well and, and matt reese isn't he like there's there's quite a few of you guys out on social media that are gonna be, be running mm-hmm. that so it'd be quite a good day i would imagine
1: oh man i can't wait i'm looking forward to it we've actually I'm trying to think. So, yeah, you know, Matt Matt Reese, I know, is definitely doing it. Um, and I think his target time is going to be very similar to mine. Okay. Um, so I have a feeling we might be in the same group for a lot of the race. Excellent. Um, and then Ben Parks, I know his training was going very well. Oh, he I got injured, he got, didn't he? Um, injured a bit. So. calf strain, yeah. I, I saw on on Strava the other day that he's back on it. Um, so it'll be good to see them both there. The last race that um I lined up against them was the big half. The last big half that went ahead, um, so so yeah, that was really cool. That was that was probably one of the last races that did go ahead. Um, so I'm looking forward to lining up against them. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, that will and be he, a really good day. You
2: can't go through that conversation without telling us what your what your target is. What, what's your aim? Yeah, is it a secret,
0: or have you got? Are you you know are you are you got this target time that you you you're happy to tell people?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I actually, I don't hide anything, so I don't hide any of my training and Strava, like pretty much. I'm out out there to help people, and you know, I'm not going to make the Olympics, so it's fine. Um, (laughs) What I will do is, um, you know what? I think originally, so my previous best was 229.50 at Berlin, which feels like a different world away. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I'm in way, way, way better shape. I actually ran Berlin with a stretch fracture. Um, So, yeah, I, I knew that I could beat that time when I did it at the time. Um, I think I would have to go for a sub two two five marathon. Cool. Um, so I mean, if you gave me a two twenty four fifty nine, I w- I would be over the moon. Obviously, it's five minutes quicker than my my previous official best. Um, but like I said, I ran that with a stress factor. I feel like I'm much better shape. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I I went sub seventy half and f- it felt really really comfortable. Um, you know, just I like I feel like I'm in that shape. But then again, um, I've run a lot of marathons and you can never ever ever underestimate the marathon distance. Um, you know, you can be good for 32ks, but those last 10 Ks, um, if you're not feeling good, then it can catch up to you. So I think it's around 325k pace. Um, I did 21ks at 316 um per K kilometer pace, uh, pretty much as a solo effort. So yeah, I think sub sub two, two, five would be the next marathon goal. Got to well, give
0: it a go. Pay attention, Sam, because Sam, Sam, London this year is Sam's first marathon. Uh, so, you know, okay. we, and we keep telling him, you know, he, he's going to do very, very well, and we know that. But, you know, there's always those everybody saying just be careful because the marathon will highlight anything you do wrong. It will put under the microscope, won't it? I mean, we've all been there. Um, yeah. But no, no, you can I'm get gonna... away with it on a 5K on a marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i'm excited though i'm excited for your race i'm excited for sam's race i'm hopefully flying back from thailand to race the london marathon so i'm really excited about that they've given us the school have given us permission Uh to do that um so mary and i because mary qualified as good for age this year as well so you know we're both we're both buzzing to do that because it will be her first london Um, amazing
1: amazing there's nothing quite like london london is the ultimate race in the world
0: this is what i always say to her i was like it it blew my mind when i ran london just how i nearly cried the whole way round. basically is as simple as it's that the, the support the le- people come out of their houses they don't even know you and they scream like they do like you're their best friend and they want to support you it's just it's just an incredible feeling so um yeah, yeah. no i'm really excited for that um before we go see you there yeah 100 percent. it would be really good to just kind of meet loads of people i know there'll be loads of us running um so that would be really really good um but before we go i do have there's one other thing i wanted to know and i know like you say people can follow you on strava so they can they can check out what you're doing but in terms of your speed training your interval training when you when you do it on a tuesday thursday so i'm assuming do you train do you run every day of the week
1: I pretty much do run every day. Yeah. I take okay. a rest day from
0: time to time. But yeah. so, in your interval sessions, like how how long are your intervals? Like, you know, what's the kind of setup of the of of, let's say, your favorite interval session?
1: So my favorite. Okay, so it actually, it um, fluctuates by, by quite a bit. When I'm doing five k and shorter distance training, um, the intervals tend to be a lot shorter um, and a lot quicker. Whereas if I'm doing marathon training, they they're a lot longer. Um, and maybe the rest periods aren't as long. So my favorite, favorite session is um, 10 by 400s. Oh. I love it. There's just something about it. Um, 60 second recovery. So that's a track track volume of obviously four kilometers. When I'm doing marathon training, it's 20 by 400s. So, so that's eight kilometers of volume. Um, I tend not to go over eight kilometers of volume too often. Um, and then what I do is I run to distance one week. So let's say 10, 400s or five, 800s, or um, it, it might be like four times 1K and five times 200 meters. And then the next week I'll run to time um, right. just so that it, there's a bit of like a variation and a bit of a break. So I might do like four by three minutes followed by 10 by 30 seconds. What's my That was my session on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, alternate distance and time every week. And yeah, those are, those are my golden tickets to, to <laughs> hopefully get me those, those few seconds faster every year.
0: I like it. It's just simple but effective, right? And and it keeps the body guessing if you change it up between distance and time as well. So, you know, yeah, adding yeah. that extra so, um, stimulus. I mean,
1: it's been so hard doing those sessions solo. Those are That's like one session that you really want to do with the group. Um, even, you know, if you've got your mate next to you, you're working together, um, it helps so much. So doing it for the last year, um, solo. I mean, there was a little phase where you were allowed to, to have a little track group going. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's where the, the beauty of Instagram um, and WhatsApp groups um, mm. come into play because you know that you're not going through the pain by yourself. There's a whole lot of, of other runners out there doing the same thing. And it always makes it a bit easier if you know you're not, not alone and there's other people yeah, doing it Yeah, couldn't agree well. more. Sam, I just wanted to ask you at, at Rex and Marathon, have you um, announced the target time
2: that you're going for? I'm not going for the Wrexham this year. I'm in for oh, yeah, London. Okay. So, yeah, um, given the championship time changes for next year, I want to keep my championship space. So I'm going to go for top, sub 2:40. Okay. But seeing as it's uh, my first marathon, I've got to be kind of wary that I, I don't shoot off like a rocket. Because I think if I've if I've had a really good block, I think I'm probably capable of slightly better than that. Okay. But I don't want to I don't want to risk anything.
1: Yeah, you said it's your first marathon, eh? Yeah,
2: exactly, yeah. So I just want to, I, I wanted to do London for my first one because it feels like a home race. The yeah, support's yeah. normally amazing. Um, so I'm kind of going to focus on that as the priority. Amazing.
0: Sam's amazing moving guys. to the dark side, you see, because he's a, Sam's a top-level triathlete who's who's like at the moment shifting to, to, like I suppose I am kind of as well at the moment. But um, yeah, he's moving to the, what would you call it the dark side or the light side? Probably the light side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one's the dark side. But yeah, no, it's, it, it, I'm excited to see where Sam goes with it because I've raced Sam a number of times in triathlons. And well, I say I've raced him, <laughs> I've been in the same race as him, <laughs> I've seen him, but <laughs> in the distance. Oh, cool. I'm um, looking
1: forward to having that post marathon pint and hearing your, your war stories and, and how you felt the last 10 Ks went. But if there was one match <laughs> in the world that I would want to do as my first, it would be London. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and it's not even that far away. That's the scary part. Um and there's gonna be actual people around us and people supporting. Can you believe it? it's gonna feel so weird? It's gonna be amazing
0: <laughs> and and I guess, like you say, the the one of the probably the best bits is the support and meeting up afterwards, and actually being able to see people and talk through the marathon experience with everyone, and before actually as well. You know, it's just I really made the most of my time before it and wandered around and chatted with people. It's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, when if if I look at London, so my last London I did
1: was two thirty and one second. Oh um, Oh, no! (laughs) Trying to break two thirty for three years, um, and I hadn't broken it at the time. So to miss it by one second. I was absolutely devastated. But honestly, if you told me that would happen right now, I would take that tomorrow and, and do it again. That's how much I, I just missed the whole race, Bob.
0: Yeah, it's a beauty. Um, So, Nick, anyway, good luck. Listen, the first thing I want to do is wish you good luck for Wrexham and, and the 5K. I hope Maybe we even see you there. I don't know. I'll, maybe Mary will convince me to get down there and... Um, she, she desperately wants to run a hard 5k with people around because I think it pushes her on but good luck for Wrexham like I I I didn't even twig that you would be on Strava for me to follow so I'll definitely be chucking you a follow and see what you're up to um, it's always helps me learn other sessions as well um, and fingers crossed for the season for you mate it's, it's looking brilliant it's really looking up it's such a positive start so you know let's see where it takes you
1: Great. Thank you so much. It was great chatting to you, Ben and Sam, and I'm sure I will see you guys around um, at London Marathon, if not before then. Yeah, fingers um, crossed. Good luck with the transition into running from triathlons. <laughs> Thank um, you. Mad, <laughs> mad respect to you guys. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing well, how the rest of the year unfolds. I mean, there's been a lot of base work done and a lot of virtual racing and time trials. And yeah, while they've been awesome in their ways, I'm kind of sick and tired of them and ready for the real thing to
0: come. So it's, time to to it. it's time to race. It's time to race. i feel it i'm really desperate to race so yeah let's do it so yeah thanks for coming on mate once again a huge thanks goes out to nick and of course sam and we really really miss george of course but he will be back very soon and sends his best to everyone and if you want to find nick on social media all of his details are linked in the description Thank you so much for listening. If you feel like clicking that five stars or writing a little review, please do because it really helps us reach more people. And we hope you have an amazing week. And remember that we're all freaks, but we're fitness freaks. Hey.